Amen, amen. Good to see y'all tonight. Amen. I'm going to begin with a word of prayer, and I want you to, as, as we pray tonight, I, I really want you to release your faith tonight. I want you to get in agreement with this prayer because we need the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what he wants to say to us tonight. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to set up under your word. I pray, Father, tonight that you would open the eyes of our understanding. Show us, Father, the mystery of the gospel tonight. Speak through this flesh. Reveal to your people, Father, your perfect will for their lives. Glorify yourself as you do so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. When the Lord gave me this lesson, really didn't give me a title to it, so I don't have a title tonight. Amen? <laughs> but uh, he did give me a, a message for you tonight, and specifically for this body. Verse 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. The Bible says, in Adam, all die. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm bored with Adam. I've pretty much had enough of him. Um, the Bible makes it clear that in Adam, there's death. But it says, in Christ, there is life. When I was meditating on this scripture... God spoke to me, and I wrote down what he spoke, and I want to share that with you tonight. He said, my people suffer from an identity, identity crisis. They are more comfortable in Adam, that is, with death, than they are in Christ with life, or zoe or the covenant life. They are more comfortable being ordinary than being anointed. They think ordinary thoughts, therefore they get ordinary results. Then he ended it by saying this, think my thoughts, get my results. Trade Adam for Christ. Well, when he spoke that to me, I knew the direction that he wanted us to go tonight. And that is, he wants us to see life through his eyes. He wants us to experience the covenant of Jesus Christ, the very life of God, which belongs to us. I, as I said earlier, I'm, 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 I'm bored with that. I'm, I'm, I'm bored with with the Adamic life, I'm bored with uh, fear, I'm bored with uh, poverty, I'm bored with all of it, death, I'm bored with it. I, 
I want what God, Jesus Christ, died for me to have, which is the Zoe life of God. I, this is our portion. This is what he died to give us. And uh, it's about time that we begin to receive what God has for us. But we won't get it outside of the word of God. And so as we go through these scriptures tonight, and like I said, this ain't number the Bible study to me. Uh, as we go through these scriptures tonight, I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to build in you the identity of Christ Jesus. Lose sight of who you are in the natural. Because if you stay in the natural, all you're going to get is natural results. But if you are allowed to flow or allow yourself to flow with the Holy Ghost, you're going to flow into the blessing of God. You're going to flow into who you really are on the inside. And you're going to experience that covenant life that Jesus died that you might receive. The very life that he died for you to receive. His life. Hallelujah. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 29. And I don't want to get ahead of my, this kind of teaching gets me excited. So I'm just going to take my time tonight if that's okay. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And this is God talking. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you and expected and now God's talking to his covenant people and what he's doing is he's talking covenant talk he's talking blessing he's talking deliverance he's talking exceedingly abundantly above that's all God knows God doesn't know anything else you, if you try to get God to talk to curse he's not going to do it all God knows is blessing all, all the throne room knows is blessing all the throne room knows is grace if you try to talk God into not being good to you, it's impossible. So that's what God wants us to understand tonight. The exceeding, abundantly blessing of God, the very Zoe life of God, is what God wants us to experience. He wants us to know it. He wants us to become intimate with it. The very life that Jesus Christ lived when he was on the earth is available to the body of Christ. We just don't know it yet. Our identity is in him. The victory is in him. But we, what we have to do is we have to allow the Holy Spirit to renew our thinking where these things are concerned. We have to become, again, bored with the ordinary, bored with Adam, bored with sickness and disease, and refuse the curse every time it tries to rise up because it's not our portion. Jesus didn't die that we would receive the, the curse, but he died that we would receive the blessing. Let's go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is here. Actually, I want to start at verse 9. Jesus says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. I don't know about you, but I've, I've, I've entered in. If, if, if you haven't entered in 
tonight is your night. You can you can enter in. You can get born again. Without uh, entering in, you can't experience the covenant. But once you do enter in, once you do enter into the body of Christ, once you allow God to regenerate you, your spirit, you can experience every blessing that the covenant of God through Jesus Christ allows you. Jesus says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, the life that Jesus is talking about is not just this regular, normal, ordinary life. He's not talking about this Adam life, this life where we live life off the top of our heads, this life that we live with human wisdom. He's talking about the Zoe life of God, the very life that he, he, he himself enjoyed when he walked the earth, the ability to hear from God clearly, and then the power to obey what you hear, the strength of the Holy Ghost deep on the inside of us is what God wants us to enjoy. The life that Jesus enjoys. The highest life available. And they call it the God kind of life. So much of the time, we reject that. When we hear teaching or preaching like this, a lot of times we'll, our natural man will reject it. Because we have not yet come to a, re a revelation of the victory of the cross. We have yet to really understand, and we, because we don't understand, we, we're not able to tap into what's really ours, the very life of God on the inside of us. And what we're going to have to do again is to allow the Holy Spirit to renew our minds, to renew our thinking. And that is not done easily. One of the reasons why we don't experience that is because we aren't diligent enough where the Word of God is concerned. It takes diligence to experience God the way He wants you to experience Him. It takes hunger. There has to be, uh, we have to develop a spiritual hunger for these things. We have to be willing to get up early in the morning sometimes and seek the face of God and allow Him to paint a picture of victory for us. Again, it takes diligence. Pastor Good looks like, like to say it this way sometimes. Gold is not found on the surface. You got to dig for it. That which is precious, you have to dig for it. So the highest kind of life, it, it belongs to us through the covenant of Jesus Christ. Let's look at uh, John chapter 10 right quick. John 10 Verse 27. Jesus talking again. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Jesus says they follow me. They follow him into the supernatural. They follow him into the holy of holies. They follow him spiritually 
into the covenant life that belongs to us. You know, when Jesus walked the earth, he walked in the uh, footsteps of the covenant. He saw what the word of God said concerning him, and he believed it. He looked in the book of uh, Isaiah, and he believed what the prophet was saying was about him. He accepted what God said concerning him, and it allowed him to walk in the very blessing of God. It allowed him to fulfill his destiny in Christ. Well, the same holds true with us. If we follow Jesus, if we follow after his example, we'll follow into the super, we'll follow him into the supernatural. We'll experience this Zoe life, this life where we live life without limits, an abundant life, a life that can look at a, at a challenge and not quiver or waver. A life that when we, when we see sickness and disease, we're not intimidated. A life when we face challenges, we know before we go in that we already got the victory. This is our portion. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. I give unto them eternal life. Now, here's another thing that we have to understand if we're going to tap into this Zoe life and experience it the way God wants us to. Eternal eternity for the believer starts the minute you get born again. You need to let that sink in. Eternity for the believer starts the minute you get born again. There's a part of you that the moment you get born again is fit for heaven. You have access once you get born again. That's why the new birth is so beautiful and it's so supreme. Because as soon as you get born again, you have access to the very throne of God. You have access to the, what the Bible calls the commonwealth of Israel. The very blessings of Abraham are now yours. Hallelujah. You have been given through the new birth or through this eternal life dominion over all the works of, the, the works of God. There's no doubt about it. But what we have to do, again, we have to allow the Spirit of God to renew our minds to these things. We have to get serious enough where we're willing to spend time in the Word, time alone with God, time on Wednesday night, time on Friday night in prayer. Hallelujah. How many of y'all know this place ought to be packed Friday night? I said this place needs to be packed Friday night. See, that's how revival starts. It's not in my message, but that's how revival starts. When folk get serious about this Zoe life, when folk get serious about not being ordinary anymore. Hallelujah. Eternity, eternity for us starts the moment we get born again. Eternal life is in our DNA. Glory to God. And because of, because of that, there's things that we can do that normal people can't do. That's why I say you're not ordinary. Glory to God. You have been given the very life of God himself. The life that God himself enjoys. How many of y'all know angels don't have that life? Only God enjoys eternal life. Hallelujah. And he's given it 
has a gift to his children. And a lot of times, you know what? We don't take advantage of it. You know what? The Bible says that God hated Esau, but he loved Jacob. He hated Esau because Esau, the Bible says, he did, Esau despised his birthright. He didn't take the very blessing of God seriously. Matter of fact, he sold it for a meal. And you know, God doesn't hate you. He loves you. But he wants you to experience the blessing. He wants you to value this eternal life. He wants you to put a premium on it and understand the power of it and the blessing of it. He wants you to experience the high life. He wants you to walk and experience the very life that Jesus experienced when he walked the earth. Some people think that that's impossible. That Jesus is Jesus. Well, Jesus is Jesus. He's the, he's the son of the living God. But how many of y'all know when he went to the cross and died and rose and, is, and, is, and was seated at the right hand of God, you became a son and daughter of God. Hallelujah. With the same heritage, the Bible says that we are joint heirs with him. Hallelujah. Everything that belongs to him belongs to us. The very blessing of God belongs to us. The very dominion of the earth belongs to you. That's why I say I'm bored with Adam. I'm tired of him. Because in him, there's nothing but death. There's nothing but bondage. There's nothing, there's nothing good in that. But in Christ, I can live the supernatural life that God wants me to live. And that's, what, that's, that's the dream of God. That you experience these things. Let's go to John chapter uh, 4. John chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Verse 13. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. He's talking about natural water. He's talking about the, the water that Adam drank <laughs> when he was on the earth. He's just talking about natural things. But he says, but whosoever shall drink of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. That's that supernatural water that he's talking about. The water that Jesus gives brings satisfaction. It takes the believer to a no-need state. Takes you to a place in God where no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Takes you to a place in God where you uh, can dwell in the very presence of God and experience the very zenith of your salvation. The high life. This, like I said, this is our portion. We need to meditate on these things until these things become real to us. We need to get along with God until he paints a picture on the inside of us of the beauty of salvation, the depths of salvation. Hallelujah. The victory of that cross. Hallelujah. Jesus, how many of y'all know when he hung on that cross and he said it's finished, he meant exactly what he said. He said it's finished. 
Father, they now have a way to you, hallelujah, a way to your best, a way to experience the very fatherhood of God, the very bosom of God is ours, has an inheritance. Glory to God. I said the very bosom of God is ours, has an inheritance. There was a time when only Jesus could experience the bosom of God, but he's opened it up for the whole church to experience. Hallelujah. He says, whosoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whosoever shall drink of the water that I shall give him, he'll never thirst. For the water that I shall give him shall be in him, hallelujah, a well of water springing up into an eternal life or everlasting life. Glory to God. Man, we need to drink some of that sometime. We need to experience that. We need to put off Adam and put on Christ, hallelujah. This is our portion, hallelujah. Don't let the de- Stop letting the devil steal from you. Stop letting him give you depression. Re- re- refuse it. Refuse it. Reject it. Stop letting him bring that, bring that sickness into your home. Stand against it in the name of Jesus. Reject it. I, li- I like to say it this way. Refuse to be refused. Glory to God. Refuse it. Every time the curse shows up, Every time the devil brings a box of snakes to your house, you tell him, take it, take it where you got it from. Don't bring it here. It doesn't belong to me. Glory to God. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. What God is trying to do for us tonight is he's trying to give us an understanding of what already belongs to us so that we can experience the in Christ blessing. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4. For it is impossible for those who are once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and who were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. The powers, the very powers of the world to come. See, our spirit man has tasted the eternity that is to come. I'm I'm, going to say that again. Our spirit man, there are things you know in your spirit that your soul doesn't know, that your soul cannot yet comprehend. But in your spirit man, hallelujah, he knows some things that your soul man doesn't know. He has tasted, hallelujah, the powers of the world to come. Hallelujah. When you're praying in tongues, your spirit man is, 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 is talking to God things that your natural man can really never understand unless God enlightens your natural man. See, your spirit man, he knows what the throne room looks like. Come on, somebody. Your spirit man knows what the very throne room of God looks like. Matter of fact, he relishes it. He longs to spend time there. Your natural man, now, he, you know, he's in the flesh most of the time. He doesn't want to pray. But your spirit man, he always wants, he cries out, Abba's Father, hallelujah. He, he, he wants that sweet communion with God. He loves the throne room of God. What we have to understand is that our natural man will always fight against that. So, you know, when the Holy Spirit wakes you up in the middle of the night and and tells you, I need you, I want you to pray, 
You need to reject Adam and receive Christ and listen to Christ and get on your knees and allow God to speak to you as you speak to him. Amen. This is our portion. So our spirit man enjoys the throne room of God. He relishes time with God. This is the, the best time of the day for him to experience God. But again, our natural man, Adam, he'll fight that. Because he, all, the only thing that Adam really understands is just natural things. So we have to get to the point where we become stronger in the spirit than we are in the flesh. And that's just, that's, that's one of those things where you grow, you grow, you grow. But you got to start somewhere. And tonight, if you've never done these things, tonight is a good, a good place to start. You can make a decision that, look here, I want to flow with God. I want God's best. I want to experience what the throne room uh, uh, has for me. I want to experience what the cross has bought for me. I want to have a relationship with God that's deeper than the one I got right now. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. One of, the, one of the things we've been talking about at the church in Calvert was uh, God told me that the major problem down there is that they don't know how to talk right. Their words have hindered them. They only knew how or know how to speak depth. They only know how to talk natural. Their words have entrapped them. They've spoken idle words, unproductive words, therefore their lives are, you know, they're experiencing the fruit of it. And in order for any believer to to come to the the, the blessing of God, experience the blessing of God, we have to learn how to talk. We, we have to learn how to talk in line with the scriptures. And the book of Ephesians is one of those uh, one of those books where it to me I could spend a whole year in the, in the book of Ephesians just meditating on it and just meditating on. On, on, on the victory of the cross, Paul got a got a got a revelation of what was already ours or what belongs to the to the church. He got a revelation uh, before Peter did. I really believe uh, of what uh, what the cross really did for us, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about here tonight. Chapter two, verse five. The Bible says. Even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Well, that lets me know right there that part of what the, cover, what the cross has done is it's raised me up to a place in Christ where I'm seated with Jesus Christ. In other words, my spirit man understands that he is living in a resurrected life. That the throne room, the very throne room that Jesus experiences, that it's ours also. 
The Bible says he raised us up together with Christ. When, when Jesus was raised from the dead, God saw you raised from the dead. When Jesus was raised and seated at the right hand of God, which is the place of authority, God the Father sees you the same way. Okay? He doesn't see you in Adam. He sees you in Christ. And what we have to do is we have to see ourselves seated with Jesus Christ at that place of authority at the very right hand of God, that place of dominion, that place of inheritance, that place where all things belong to us in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, if God spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Hallelujah. If God didn't spare Jesus, which was heaven's best, why would he deny you the rest of it? I know that I know that I know that everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to me because the word says so. I don't have to take a back seat to anybody on this earth because my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Glory to God. You are not ordinary. If you don't get anything else out of this message tonight, understand you are not ordinary. The devil is a liar. When they told you that you were ordinary when you were in school, you, the devil is a liar. God created you, hallelujah, to experience him. You're a child of the king, hallelujah. Nicodemus had a hard time understanding that. And Jesus had to, had to explain. He said, you must be born again. You must be born again. Nicodemus, you've you got to be born again. You know, and, and, and a lot of times... We, we, we minimize that because we don't really understand it. People come and they walk down to the uh, altar and give their life to, 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 to Christ. And a lot of times they don't even know what happened. Something supernatural just happened. Hallelujah. Something supernatural just happened. The greatest miracle that can ever take place happens when a person gets born again. That's why we're going out Saturday and witnessing the people and telling them about Jesus. Because this is the greatest miracle of all, getting saved, getting born again. Now, once you get born again, you get born again so that you can go out and dominate, hallelujah, in Christ Jesus. You get born again so you can go out and, 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 and step on the devil, hallelujah. That's what you get born again for, to glorify your father, to demonstrate to the principalities and powers the very manifold wisdom of God. That's your portion. That's your portion. God, that, that, that's our purpose in life. Once we get saved, we become dangerous to hell. We become very dangerous. Most Christians, again, they don't know just how dangerous they are. They fear things that they shouldn't fear. They experience things in life that they shouldn't even experience. Simply because they don't know. The book of Hosea says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. God says, my covenant people, covenant people, people who are in covenant relationship with God are, are literally destroyed because of what they don't know or what they don't understand. But what you're getting tonight is understanding. You're getting understanding of who you are in Christ and that you don't have to take it anymore. Glory to God. Jesus didn't die so that, you could, so that you could walk around in bondage the rest of your life. 
Jesus didn't die so that you could walk around sick the rest of your life. Jesus didn't die so that you could walk around and be bound with poverty and lack the rest of your life. There's a, there's, there's a blessing that the church has got to get a revelation of. And we can't get bored with this message. This, this message, is, it, it, it needs to be preached because I see too many Christians defeated. Too many Christians experiencing the curse when we've been redeemed from the curse. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us was written, cursed is everyone who hangeth on the tree. Why? That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That's our portion. Somebody say the blessing. I said say the blessing. Amen. Say it like you mean it. You're blessed. Hallelujah. You're blessed. And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us. How? Through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved. How? Through faith. We got to believe these things. We got to believe these things. The things that we're preaching tonight, you got to believe it. You got to act on these things. Don't just be a hearer, but be a doer. Hallelujah. Act on these things. The enemy tries to bring the curse into your life. You reject him. You resist him. Hallelujah. At the onset. I said at the onset. You hear, you're, you hear a teaching on healing. You go home. You get a pain in your body. The enemy screams cancer. And, you, and fear grips you. And you get in agreement with that. What you have to do at that point is resist that devil. Tell him, no, you can't do this. By his stripes I'm here. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. You use the sword of the spirit against him. You start speaking out of your mouth, covenant victory, hallelujah. But you got to know the covenant in order to speak it. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of people don't know what to say when, 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 when calamity strikes. They become ordinary. They act ordinary instead of acting anointed. They don't understand that there's an anointing on the inside of them that will remove that, that burden and destroy that yoke. There's an anointing on the inside of you that, 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 that can remove every burden and destroy every yoke in your life. We just have to get in touch with it. The Bible says that greater is he who's in you than he who is in the world. That's just not uh, rhetoric, man. That's the word of the living God. You're more than a conqueror, the Bible says. But we got to act like it. We got to talk like it. We got to believe it. We can, we, it's time for us to stop being intimidated by the lies of the devil. Glory to God. So it says, by, fa by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works, least any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So the Bible says we, we're created in Christ Jesus. My God, we got to get a, a revelation of that. We, we've been recreated in Christ Jesus. We are new creatures. We're new creations. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We don't, 
We don't react the way we used to when we were in, in Adam. We don't respond to the challenges of life like we used to when we, when we were in Adam. We, we, we respond now like new creatures, like spiritual beings, like the spiritual beings that we are, like the children of God that we are, like royalty, hallelujah. That's who we are in Christ Jesus. We, but again, we got to believe these things. We got to believe these things. We got to talk like it. We got to walk like it. We got to, this, these things have to become real to us, not just words on a piece of paper. And again, it takes diligence to do this, though. It takes diligence to do it. Again, study, meditation, looking at the Word, seeing yourself in the Word, saying, that's me. God's talking to me. He's talking about me. And then acting on these things. Because the Bible says that God ordained that we should walk in them. Glory to God. Verse 12, that at that time, there was a time when we were without Christ. There was a time when when we were without Christ, when we were without the anointing and the anointed one. We were without Christ. The Bible says at that time, we were being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope. And without God in the world. You know what? A lot of Christians act just like that, even though they have the covenant of God has, has, their, has their portion. They still act like they're aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. They're alienated through ignorance of the word. Not because God doesn't want to pour out. It's simply because we don't know how to receive that. God is, wi- God is willing to pour out his spirit to us if we'll just get serious about it and understand that God wants us to receive his best in every area of our lives. God never planned a defeat for you. You may have experienced a defeat. I may have experienced a defeat, but God never planned a defeat for us. All he, all he wants us to do is experience victory after victory after victory. Not saying we're not going to have challenges. Yeah, we're going to have challenges. We're going to have to fight. But the Bible says if I fight the good fight of faith, I can be assured that I'm going to come out a winner at the end of this thing. You've got you to gotta, you gotta believe this. You've got to believe this. Let's go to uh, Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And the secret to really walking in these things and experiencing these things is prayer. Is prayer. Now, Paul, the Apostle Paul, God, God revealed these things, the dominion of Christ, the victory of the cross, to him by revelation. And he prayed a prayer in the book of Ephesians for the church at Ephesus. Not that God would do something, give them something in terms of natural things, but that God would reveal to them what was already theirs in Christ. Okay? So Paul prayed this prayer, and and really, you need to and I need to pray this prayer on a regular basis. 
because I really believe that this prayer is anointed, and I really believe that God will honor this prayer. Paul says, I pray that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, would give unto you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. That word hope means the expectation of his calling, the things that that God expects you to experience, the expectation of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now, I'm going to go back to uh, verse 18 again. That the eyes of our understanding would be in light, that God would reveal to us the victory of the cross, that he'd give us a revelation of what Jesus did for us on the cross, everything that was bought on Calvary's cross for us, that we would know what's in our inheritance, that we would know what is the expectation or the hope of his calling and what the what? The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. God wants us to experience the very riches of that inheritance. He wants us to, to, to experience the very victory of that cross, everything that Jesus died for. He doesn't want us to be in bondage to anything. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? You know, picture this. There's power available to the church. There really is. And I really believe that that power is always flowing toward us. I believe that. But it's only received by those who believe that the power is flowing toward them. It's according to the power that is, it, it says, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? So that power is available to those who believe that the power is available when we act on these things. According to the working of his mighty power, which what? He wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. That's talking about resurrection power. That's talking about resurrection life. That's talking about the, 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 the life that we're talking about, the Zoe life of God. That's what he's talking about, the resurrection life. That's ours. Now, what has to happen is the Holy Spirit has to show you in prayer and through the word of God what these things are and what they look like and how to tap into those things. But they are available. Power to raise the dead. Power to heal the sick. Power, hallelujah, to get wealth so we can preach this gospel, hallelujah. See, we, we, we back away from that too. The power to get wealth, oh, that's that prosperity gospel. I don't want to hear that. No, it takes, it takes wealth to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. It takes wealth to print flyers. Hallelujah. It takes wealth to mail uh, 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 cards out to Calvary. Hallelujah. It takes wealth to put uh, gas in that van to go back and forth to Calvary. Amen. Come on, let's get real now. It takes money to do that. So what I'm saying is we need to experience these things. God wants us to experience these things so that the gospel can get preached, so that folk can get saved. And so he, so that he can wrap this age up and, and, and get his children back home. That's what he wants more than anything. He wants us back home. 
Hallelujah. Far above all principality and power. That means uh, that those words are aliases for the devil. He raised Jesus far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that's named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. That's what, that's what I meant by when I said that your spirit man understands and he's tasted the powers of the world to come. Yeah, your spirit man understands these things. He just wants your soul to, get, to catch up with it. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm getting ready to close. I, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about these things. These scriptures that we went over today, what I want you to do is in your spare time, start looking those scriptures up. Start meditating on these things. They won't become real to you just by hearing this tonight. doesn't happen like that. The seed has to be, it's being planted right now. Glory to God. It's being planted, but you have to water it. You have to water it yourself. You have to get into the word, and these things have to become, you have to allow the spirit of God to make these things real to you. Uh, Romans 12 talks about the renewal of your mind so that you would know what is the perfect will of God for you. That good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for you. That's when the Holy, the Holy Ghost will show you what the perfect will of God is for you, and it will blow your mind. It will blow your mind. When, when God starts revealing to you the depths of salvation, the beauty of salvation, hallelujah, what Jesus really did on that cross for you, it will literally blow your mind. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people tonight. I pray, Father, that the seed of your word has found good ground. And, Father, I, I know, Father, if it's found good ground, we can expect to receive some 30, some 60, and even a hundredfold return on this teaching tonight. Glorify yourself even as you do in your people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.